Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. It's Fulton County versus the former president. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. This is Politically Georgia from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm your host, Greg Bluestein, one of the political insiders here at the AJC. It's been a while since we've heard from Donald Trump about Georgia, but with investigations here in New York and in Washington, the 45th president wanted to vent. The radical Democrats spent years investigating fake scandals The Mueller hoax, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the unselect committee on January 6th. How about that committee? And the outrageous civil and criminal harassment in New York and Atlanta of a person known as Donald Trump. Have you ever heard of him? It only gets more intense from there. And today we want to dig into the former president's threats and where their Fulton County investigation stands against him with our own select committee. I'm here with my usual partner in crime, political insider, Patricia Murphy, and former insider, but always current insider in our hearts, Tamar Hallerman, the ace reporter now covering the investigation for the AJC. Tamar, you've been all over this. So why don't you catch us up on where the latest things stand? Sure. I mean, the the latest news came over the weekend when uh, former President Trump was holding a rally in Conroe, Texas, uh, where he really, uh, in in kind of his starkest terms ever, addressed some of these investigations that have been targeting a lot of his actions in New York and Atlanta. And especially when it comes to this investigation in Fulton County, the president has been quite careful, uh, especially with the way that he's talked about the prosecution. And so it was interesting, you know, he didn't exactly name check Fulton DA, Fonnie Willis, but he also talked about how in general, a lot of these prosecutors were in his words, racist and and going after him. So it really is a ratcheting up of rhetoric from him. Yeah. And let's hear a little bit more from it because he made clear how he felt about, again, without saying Fonnie Willis's name, but just how he felt about um, prosecutors going after him in the aftermath of the 2020 election. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. It's been going on for years. Patricia, this is sort of part of his rhetoric that we all saw during the 2016 and 2020 campaigns, you know, that he was the aggrieved, he was being targeted. And by extension, you know, the forgotten man, the conservative voters were also being targeted. He's really playing this up. 
Yeah, this has always been Donald Trump's plague hard to um, not sound like a whiner, but to sound like a defender of an entire group of people. And that entire group of people are all of the people in front of him, all of the people who um, feel either down on their luck, uh, estranged from society, not getting their fair share. That obviously is a huge swath of America. And Donald Trump, I've been to these rallies when he says that to the audience and it just draws them in. And particularly when he was starting in 2016 and he would say, this isn't about me, this is about you. The audience literally felt flattered and they believed him. And this has been, I really think the secret sauce of his success is making so many other people believe that his fight is their fight. Um, Now, the problem with his strategy right now is that he's antagonizing uh, not fellow politicians, but antagonizing law enforcement officers, uh, prosecutors, people who have the force of law, the force of subpoena, and the threat of jail if they come to a decision that he has broken the law in their jurisdiction. And we'll take Fannie Willis as just a quick example. She's told me she's not going to bring any charges in any case if she doesn't think she has an airtight case, but also she's not going to look away if somebody's committed a potential crime in her jurisdiction, whether that's um, somebody on the street or the former president of the United States. And Tamar, you know, you've been reporting on this, you've been talking about this ad nauseum, but Donald Trump has reason to to be concerned about this investigation. Uh, As me and you both reported a few months ago, you know, the, the, the legal experts from Brookings Institute said that of all the legal cases, the Fulton County case might be one of the strongest. Um, and, you know, as you've written, it goes far beyond that famous phone call between Brad Raffensperger and uh, the former president where he in, tried to get him to reverse and find enough votes to reverse the election. It also encompasses Rudy Giuliani's uh, testimony before legislative hearings in, uh, in December 2020, it encompasses um, Lindsey Graham, the South Carolina senator's phone call to Brad Raffensperger. It also encompasses um, the uh, BJ Pack, the former U.S. attorney, his sudden resignation. So there's a lot um, that we know about that is, is part of the investigation. There's a lot more we might not know about that could also be involved. And what's so unique about the events that are being investigated as part of this is that a lot of it either happened in public or it was a phone call that was recorded in the case of his conversation with Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. So a lot of the the evidence is out there and people have been talking about it. It's not just he said, she said. Uh, that said, though, there are plenty of defense attorneys I've talked to who said that it's not necessarily an open and shut case, uh, which is what a lot of critics of the, the former president have said. Prosecutors, should they choose to go after Trump, are going to have to prove that he had criminal intent, uh, that he he was trying to to do something illegal and, and break the law. And so I think there is a defense that that Trump's lawyers could use in that Trump in his heart of hearts believed that there was real fraud in Georgia and that he wasn't asking Brad Raffensperger to break the law. He was asking them, you know, him to find fraud that Donald Trump believed really existed. And Patricia, the, 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 that that part about finding the criminal intent, that is the key part here. Um, was there an intent to overturn the election? Or is it just kind of broad words, you know, just part of uh, the president's uh, rhetoric there with with not just with the Raffensperger call, but also those other parts of the investigation that we talked about. And that 
that is the hard challenge. That is the challenge that Fadi Willis faces right now is trying to bring those words off the page and trying to prove that the former president did try with criminal intent to undermine the, the, the Georgia's election. Yeah, knowing Donald Trump's intent here has been the one piece that public reporting has never gotten to of all of the books about Donald Trump, of all of the articles. I mean, just think of the hours and hours and hours of uh, reporting that's come out on television, books, magazines, anything, New York Times, people who have followed this president closely every minute of his administration and following, they have not been able to nail down exactly what was going on in his mind when it was happening. That is what prosecutors really could get to by talking to people who have refused to go on the record, his family, his closest associates, the people who have, in some cases, refused to acknowledge uh, congressional subpoenas. You cannot fail to acknowledge an actual subpoena in a court of law. Um, You could certainly take that down the legal road, but it's just much more dangerous and the stakes are so much higher. So we still don't know what Donald Trump's pure, pure intentions were what he really believed in his heart of hearts. But I think there is still a lot more information out there that we have not seen publicly. And Fonnie Willis may be starting to get to the core of. And tomorrow, that's why the story you broke a couple days ago about the special grand jury was such a, a significant development because it, do, it does give the DA, Fonnie Willis, some more tools to investigate this Absolutely. And it it really gives the DA kind of two main tools. It gives her a jury, a a grand jury that's focused and that has time. Um, First of all, when it comes to time, a regular grand jury is seated for, for two months. And so everyone is expecting, should they decide to pursue this case against Trump? You know, people are expecting Trump's lawyers to drag this process out for a really long time. And because of that, it's going to get really annoying for prosecutors to have to reintroduce evidence over and over again to new groups of jurors every two months. So this special grand jury is going to be convened for a year, uh, way more time that that's one group of jurors rather than six. It also means that they're only going to be focused on this one case. A regular grand jury would hear every type of felony case under the sun, murders, arsons, kidnappings, that sort of thing. And they may hear dozens of cases in any given day that they're meeting. This special grand jury will only be hearing this Trump case. And so they'll, they'll be able to really kind of dive in, and which is important in, in a case that's so novel, so unique. Of course, there's never been a former president on trial before or potentially on trial before. So there's a lot of big issues to, to weigh. Uh, one important kind of difference between a, a regular grand jury and a special grand jury is that a special grand jury can't indict anybody. So at the end of their term, they're going to end up writing a report to a judge that will kind of recommend a course of action. Uh, What they can do is issue subpoenas and do a lot of the investigative work that, of course, uh, D.A. Willis is going to need to do in the months ahead. Let's talk about some more of that aspect right when we come back. This is Politically Georgia from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of Black people. It's a product of Black song. The celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents. Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.
Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And we're back. Thank you all for listening and subscribing to the AJC because without you, we couldn't produce podcasts like Politically Georgia and all the other great audio efforts we have for the AJC. If you'd like to become a subscriber to the AJC or AJC.com, go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast and your first month of unlimited digital access is just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. Okay, tomorrow. Um, you talked about the special grand jury, but there was also another significant development. Uh, Donald Trump made a not-so-veiled threat that has Fonnie Willis asking for help from the FBI. Let's listen. If these radical, vicious, racist prosecutors do anything wrong or illegal, I hope we are going to have in this country the biggest protest we have ever had in Washington, D.C., in New York, in Atlanta and elsewhere because our country and our elections are corrupt. They're corrupt. Ah, Tamar, I mean, this, this, this has Fonnie Willis and local law enforcement very uh, concerned. Um, Fonnie Willis, as you first reported, wrote a letter to the FBI requesting backup because she's worried about another January 6th. She's worried about uh, the Fulton County Courthouse and the surrounding downtown Atlanta area turning into an armed camp. Exactly. And she requested, you know, intelligence from the FBI, uh, but also, you know, people who can act as security personnel. Uh, she mentioned how she's gotten, um, you know, plenty of comments from people who aren't happy that she's investigating the, the former president. Uh, but there's certainly a fear. It's been only a year since the January 6th insurrection in the U.S. Capitol. And I think Everyone's on edge about what could happen, especially after former President Trump riles up his supporters. And that certainly is going to be weighing, I'm sure, on the mind of D.A. Willis as she decides whether she wants to move forward with a case against uh, Donald Trump. Let's think, first of all, about the courthouse and where it's located in the heart of downtown Atlanta. As she notes in this letter to the, the local FBI field office, it's located right by City Hall, right by the Georgia State Capitol. There are other federal courthouses right there, Georgia State University. Um, that's a very dense area filled with lots of important people. And and, you know, any sort of trial uh, would, of course, draw protesters, counter protesters, secret service, um, media everywhere. It would just be a complete circus. And so that has to be high on the minds of, of prosecutors, especially as they weigh kind of the costs to, to Fulton County taxpayers, but also the safety implications of, of all of this, as, in addition to the politics of, of going after a former president. So one question that came up um, as I was talking about this uh, to, a, to, a, to a national podcast was why is Fannie Willis asking for FBI help when she can ask for local help? And the answer I kind of, you know, was kind of putzing around was you already have local law enforcement stretched then. We already have rising violent crime rates in Atlanta. We already have the GBI, which of course is a statewide agency, but only has a limited number of officers in Atlanta. This is going to be something like we've never seen before if if this indeed ever goes to trial. 
Exactly. Uh, we're talking about a former president and one who is also considering whether he wants to run again in 2024. And certainly that's a calculation uh, that will be impossible to to kind of separate from all of this. There's also the fact that Fonnie Willis herself, uh, should she choose to run for re-election, will be up on the ballot in 2024. So there are political considerations, um, you know, for her to weigh in this as well. There are plenty of people who said, who say, you know, she's already opened up Pandora's box. Why raise the specter of kind of looking into the former president if she she's not going to kind of really seriously go after him? And then there's plenty of of critics who I talk to who say, look, there's a, a backlog of 11,000 cases in Fulton County that have been sitting there because of COVID. Why is she not focusing on that? So I think one of the other benefits that a special grand jury gives her is that this is an extra group of jurors who can be focused on this one issue, but it leaves the other two regular Fulton County grand juries to focus on clearing that backlog of criminal cases. Well, what are you looking out for next as you continue to cover this beat? What's what's kind of next on your radar? Sure. Um, well, first of all, just the selection process for this, how it's going to go. Um, will it be you know relatively straightforward or will it be kind of complicated, just like how we saw with the Ahmaud Arbery case down in Brunswick, where there was just so many people who had such strong opinions about all of it. It became hard to select jurors who were kind of open-minded to hearing both sides in all of this. You know, we're going to be looking into how quickly she gets cracking on May 2nd when um, this special grand jury is going to um, be impaneled. We know that Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger has wanted a subpoena to go in and testify. Um, Is that something that she seeks immediately? Um, Or does she bide her time? Are there other people who have also requested a subpoena before they talk to her who she's going to go after right out the gate as well? Will this be kind of a slow drip, drip, drip of news or will all of this action happen very fast? All questions that we're hoping to hear. And all questions that you will be watching and answering for us in the next few months. You've got quite the beat ahead of you because this is one of the most important beats, not just at the AJC, but also for the nation. So no pressure. If you have not done so, our beloved listeners, please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe to Politically Georgia and all of our AJC podcasts. Head over to the Hawks Report with beat writer Sarah Spencer. You know, I think the, the Hawks are 7-1 and one now since she started, but not, not, not undefeated, but still a great record. Um, she sits down with point guard DeLon Wright to get insight on how the bench has helped power this hot streak. On Southern Fried Soccer, Doug Robertson looks at how some big moves will change the face of Atlanta United in 2022. And if you have not heard it yet, the eighth season of the AJC's award-winning true crime podcast, Breakdown, takes a deeper dive than anyone else into the Ahmad Arbery case. Producer Jay Black, Tamar Hallerman, Patricia Murphy, we thank you so much for listening. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word. AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. 
I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.